0: Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church Lemington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, okay, welcome morning everybody. It's wonderful to see you all and summer has arrived. And we want it to stay, don't we? Absolutely fantastic. Did anybody get burnt yesterday? A few. Keep putting on the cream. Let's enjoy the summer. Well, welcome and a big welcome to everybody at home that's listening on our podcast as well. So it's my privilege this morning to continue our series, which is called Freedom in Christ. And we have been going through the book of Galatians. And today my message is called Freedom in Christ, Kids That Are Free. So if you've not been around the last few weeks, um, I just want to bring you up to speed with our journey of this series. So, the book of Galatians is a book which is found in the New Testament. So, that is the second half of the Bible. And it was written by an apostle called Paul who wrote much of the New Testament. And it was probably written sometime around AD 49. And it's said to probably have been the first New Testament book that was actually written. In fact, it wasn't a book when it was written. Galatians was actually written as a letter. It was the letter of Galatians that was sent to the Galatian church who were a part of the Roman Empire. For you and me, these years later, we now have chapters and verses that have been placed in to help us digest it more. But it's important to remember that Galatians was written as a letter by Paul. And it is an interesting book, because when we get into Galatians, we see that Paul was really passionate when he wrote this book. In fact, Paul was angry at some of the time when he wrote this letter, So this letter wasn't for the faint-hearted. It wasn't meant to be a there, there letter. Let's make you feel okay and give you some candy and strawberries. This was a harsh letter. Because actually, Paul wanted to do something in this letter. You see, the Galatian church had started out so well. Like, they loved Jesus. They served him. They were telling other people about Jesus. But then they started getting off track. They started listening to stuff that actually Paul's thinking, hang on a minute, this is not the gospel. I never once taught you that. And what happened is there were some Jewish teachers who had come to the church in Galatia and had started putting pressure on the church in fact these jewish teachers started teaching that salvation came and comes through the law of moses through obeying the law through perf- performing good acts rather than that salvation comes through jesus christ and jesus alone so these jewish teachers if you like were putting a burden on the Galatians. They were starting to squash the joy, the freedom that they had first experienced. And they were starting to drift away from the truth. The truth that the Galatians first heard, the truth about Jesus and the cross and salvation, they started drifting away from that truth. They started going off track. And they started losing their centre. Hmm. Have you ever started drifting away from the truth? Have you ever started going off track? Have you ever started losing your centre and wandering off in a different direction? If we're honest, we all have. We all do, and we probably all will. So this letter, the letter to the Galatians, Paul is saying, you've got to come back to the center. You've got to come back to the truth now. You've got to stop drifting off track. You've got to come back to what it's all about You've got to come back to the centre. And a key verse that we've been looking at in our series is found in Galatians 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So today, our journey into Galatians 4 Paul is going to be looking at a before and an after. A before Christ and an after Christ. I wonder if just for a moment, what before and after pictures you've got in your mind right now. Maybe you can remember a time before you got married. Maybe it was easier. How about a time before you had kids? You had a lot more time, people, but you didn't think you did. How about a time before you moved to the UK, if this is not your homeland? Can you remember the time before you met Christ and someone told you, he's real and he loves you? How about the time before you ever came part of a church family? The time before Maybe that time before when you were in a dark, dark place. Maybe a place that you think, I never want to go back to that before. Before and after. We all have befores and afters in our life. And it's from this angle that we're going to jump into Galatians chapter 4. So if you've got a Bible, come with me to chapter 4, verse 1. If you haven't got a Bible, that is fine. We can read it from the screen. What I am saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave. Although he owns the whole estate, the heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also... When we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. Big stuff. I want to make this really simple for you today. So I'm going to need one volunteer at this point. Michael, I wonder if you come out, please, sir. Let's give it up for Michael, shall we? Just come and take a stand here for us. So what is Paul saying here? Well, actually, he's talking to us about before Jesus came. So we're going to imagine Michael represents that time span before Jesus came. So you're a lot older than what you look today, Michael. But the old of Ola has been kind to you. So you see, the Bible teaches us in the Old Testament that God's people, his called out people, his ecclesia, the Jewish nation, they had to follow the Mosaic law. This was the law that was given by Moses. It consisted of lots of do that, don't do this, follow this, follow that. And it was heavy stuff. The Mosaic law was not easy to follow. It was heavy. It was burdensome to our Jewish people. And you see, the Mosaic law distinguished and it identified the Jewish people as they are God's chosen people. They follow my Mosaic law, which I've given through Moses And they are my distinguished people. And you see, it's a little bit like the law was their guardian. The law kept them on track. The law stopped them from getting into further danger and harm. The law kept them going on the right track that God intended. It's a little bit like, very simply, I've got three young children, and I am, at this point in time, their guardian. Mum, can I go and play on the railway track? It looks ever so quiet. I'll be back for tea. No, you can't. I'm your guardian. When you're 25 years old, Daniel, you need to make your own decision about the railway track. But for now, no. I'm your guardian, and I'm saying no to keep you on track, to keep you from further danger. And it's a little bit like the Mosaic law that the Jewish nation followed was their guardian. But you see, here's the thing. The Jewish people, God's ecclesia, they were not free. They were slaves to the law. Their hands... Their spiritual hands were bound. They had so many laws to follow, so many do's and don'ts, that they were slaves of this guardian. They were slaves to this law. So let's keep reading. Verse 4. But, everyone say but. When the set time... Do you know there's a set time for your life? Maybe you're waiting for things this morning. Can I just say, God's got a set time for what you're waiting for. When the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem. Everyone say redeem. Redeem. Those under the law. That we might receive adoption to worship. We might receive adoption to worship. And here's the thing. I don't want you to miss this. Seth, I wonder if you could help me for a moment. Come on up, Seth. You see, Seth Seth is going to represent. Just thank you there. Thank you, Seth. Seth is going to represent Christ. Jesus, you got the top card, Seth, the top trump. There's no higher place to go. You see, at the set time, God's all about timings. He sent his son, who was born under the law, to redeem. Now, friends, that word redeem, you've got to know its meaning. Because when you know its meaning... It messes with your mind in such a way it flips everything. Redeem means to buy something back. To redeem means to set something free. So God sent his son Jesus to buy back the slaves. Who were the slaves? Person you see next to you and me. We were the slaves under the law. But at the set time, Jesus came to buy us back. Why? So that we could be free. Why? So that we could be adopted. If we can have that verse up, Kate, there, please. You're adopted. Jesus came so that we might receive adoption. You see... When you're adopted, everything, everything changes. Your name changes. Your identity changes. The purpose for the rest of your life changes. You have security. You have confidence. When you're adopted as a son and a daughter, everything changes. And that is what Christ to do friends, he came to adopt you. He came to make you a son and a daughter. Let's read on from verse six. Because everyone say because you are his sons or daughters, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out Abba. Father, so you are no longer a slave, so you are no longer but God's child, and since you are his child, God has made you an heir. Wow. God wants you to be his son his daughter. And he seals the deal by saying, when you become my son and my daughter, when you invite Christ into your life to take the driving seat, not just to throw throw a few bits at him, not just to give him a few tips of your life, but when you invite Christ in as your driving seat, you become a son and a daughter. And to seal that deal, he sends you his spirit. His spirit he sends into your life. His Holy Spirit takes residence in you, in me. You are never alone, you belong to him, and he sealed it. With your spirit. And Abba Father, that actually means translated. Daddy. Like, if you call someone daddy, that is close. That is intimate. That means something. That's just not a guy down the road. Daddy represents a relationship that is personal that is intimate that is special a daddy that cares for you in every way that is the sort of sons and daughters he wants us to be that is the spirit to which he's given us so where does that leave us I'm going to mix it up and get a woman out now, Samantha come on up come and stand here So, what's the before and after Paul's taking us on in this letter? He's saying, before you were under the law, you weren't free, you were slaves to the law. But God sent Christ, and through his death, through his resurrection, he has abolished the law. We can become sons and daughters. And where does that leave us now in the after? Well, right now, friends, we're over here. We're living in a day where we can be free. A day where we can know incredible freedom in our lives. A day where you will... Never be good enough. I will never be good enough. But it's all about what Christ has done. We're living in a day where we say it's not about my good works, what so many of the religions promote. It's not about how many do's or don'ts I can abide by, what so many of the religions promote. It's not about how I look or where I go or how many charitable works I do. What so many of the religions talk about, it's all about Christ. And it's all about what he has done for us, which allows us to say, Jesus, I invite you in and I want you to adopt me as a son and as a daughter. Thanks, guys. You can grab a seat. You've been amazing. Thank you. The rest of chapter four you read it when you get home. Why not read it the rest of this week? Paul sums it all up in one word. Because of all of this, because of what God has done, there's one thing that Paul is urging those very early believers to do. And it's the same thing that God would urge you and me to do today. And that is to live in freedom to live in freedom but what does freedom look like what does freedom mean on a day-to-day basis and I'm just gonna throw out three real quick takeaways that I'd love you to take home maybe think about more pray about more reflect on your life with these takeaways And the first one is this. Thank you, Kate. God wants us to go forwards, not backwards in your life. Freedom for you means going forwards, not backwards. You see, the Galatian church, they were drifting backwards. They were drifting into old ways of thinking. It's about the law. It's about the do's and the don'ts. They were going back. But friends, you and me, we can so easily go back. We may not go back in the same way. It may not be the Mosaic law we get hung on. But how about you? There might be things that you used to do, say, think, places you used to go before you met Christ that very easily you could start drifting back into you could start losing your centre in Christ. Maybe there's stuff that you've just thought of in your mind before you met Christ that comes back. It starts to haunt you, as it were. Maybe there's vices and addictions and bad habits from before that you could very easily start getting pulled into. And the word of God for you this morning is no. It's about after now. You've met Christ. It's about going forward. For some of you, maybe you've got to bin some stuff. Delete some stuff from the laptop. Cut off even some friendships. Make a decision. I'm not going to go to that place again. We've got to get brutal friends sometimes. We're too passive too passive. If you want to go forward in your walk, if you want to be free as a son and daughter, we've got to make decisions that will take us forward and not backward. Maybe you've drifted off from the truth. And the thing is, friends, we don't wake up one morning. The Galatian church didn't wake up one morning and They didn't go back in a day. It happened subtly. And things in your life happen subtly. Where one day you do wake up and you do think, how did I get here? How did I start doing that again? How did I start believing that rubbish again? And friends, this morning, God is saying, come on. Come on now. I want you to go forwards, not backwards, in the freedom The freedom that I've given you as a son, as a daughter of the king. And the second thing is this. To live in freedom as God's children means we are fragile. Handle with care. And what I mean by that, friends, is this. Because now we are not under a Mosaic law. We are free as sons and daughters. There's two ends of the spectrum. And please get this. Over here, this end of the spectrum is legalism. When we put ourselves under loads of more laws do this, don't do this, do this, do that and we become very legalistic about things. It's maybe not even from the heart, a lot is how we look, how other people think about us. Legalism. But then the other end of the spectrum over here is I'm God's child do what you want. There's no law. Do whatever makes you feel good. God still loves you. It doesn't matter if you swear. Doesn't matter if you watch rubbish on TV. Doesn't matter if you gossip. Doesn't matter if you have sex outside of marriage. Doesn't matter what we let our eyes look at. Why? Because I'm free. Because God still loves me. I'm his child. I'm free. I've seen people swing from the two extremes, and friends, neither one or the other that is good. God doesn't want us caught in legalism, but God doesn't want us living lives that are going way out and doing anything all in the name that we've now got freedom in Christ. You see, we need to find, you need to find for your life that middle ground. That middle ground that says every day in decisions of your life, I'm a daughter, I'm a son, I've been given freedom. God, how do you want me to use that freedom? How do you want me to speak with that freedom? How do you want me to use these hands with the freedom you've given me? How do you want me to use my finances with the freedom? How do you want me to use my body with the freedom? That we come to that place where we ask God because freedom is fragile. The world says, be free and do what makes you happy. Be free and enjoy yourself. And friends, you and me both know, we look around our world and people who think. They are free, are the most bound up, bondage ridden people ever. Your friends, my friends that don't yet know Jesus, our community, they're bound, but they don't know it. They're bound by doing what they want. They're bound by having all the pleasures of the world. They're bound by sin. They don't know this freedom that you and I they're discovering, they're waiting, they're waiting for someone to get the key, unlock the chains, loose the bounds and say, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus and in him alone is freedom. And the third one for us, to live in freedom as God's children means we follow his spirit. Don't miss next week. Dave is going to touch way more on this follow his spirit. You see, what did God seal the deal with when you become his son and daughter? He sealed it by giving you his spirit. That means, friends, every day, 24-7, any situation, his spirit is at work in you. So you can ask the spirit every day, like we've just said, how do you want me to live? How do you want me to use my freedom? What should I do in this? What's the best course of action every day? And he's got gifts of his spirit to give you. I'm going to learn about him next week. He's got fruits of the spirit that he wants to bless you with. Why not every day talk with the Holy Spirit? I walk a lot, I constantly talk to the Holy Spirit when I'm walking. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What about that person? What do you want me to do there? Oh, Holy Spirit, I feel a bit like I need to do something, but I'm not sure what. It's a relationship. The Holy Spirit is not a thing, it's not an it. It's the person of God. It's God's Spirit. We treat a person with respect and we talk to a person. Holy Spirit. He wants to bring you freedom. He wants to bring you freedom. And just in closing, today, friends, I wonder what area of your life you need the Holy Spirit to bring you freedom in. Maybe it's an area of the mind. It's wrong thinking. Fears. A performance mentality low self-esteem that needs breaking and building up to good self-esteem. Maybe you're still in bondage from before. Maybe there's still yokes of slavery from yesterday, from before. Well, friends, I want to tell you some good news. Today could be the day where God brings you freedom. Today could be the day, today will be the day for some of you where those yokes of slavery are broken, where you're still living as a slave. Today is the day when the Holy Spirit says, let's do this. Come on, kid. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. It's time to get free. It's time to break the yoke. Because, friends, you cannot imagine what God has for your life yet. He's got so many. You've only just got going off the track. He's got so much more. But to achieve everything the Spirit wants to achieve in your life, He needs to bring you into a new place of freedom. He needs to bring you into a new place of freedom. Maybe you worry about what everybody else thinks all the time. It's a yoke of slavery that he wants to take away. Maybe you put yourself in a box. I can't, I can't, because, because they said, he said, that happened when I was little. Maybe today the Holy Spirit says it's time for the box to be smashed. It's time for you to come out the box. So you can express, you can experience that freedom. and you know what the really exciting thing is? When you start to become free, you liberate everybody else around you. you start to your freedom starts to rub off onto other people and other people start to feel free. The Holy Spirit starts to bring slaves into freedom I wonder who wants to be free this morning you're his heir he has an inheritance for you but only the free will access the inheritance only the free in just a moment I'm going to be praying Firstly, for everybody here that wants to step into a new space of freedom. For everyone here that's saying, I want this freedom, Leanne. I want this freedom. I'm going to be inviting you all in just a moment to stand. And I'm going to pray for each one of us. And then, and this is probably the best bit. I'm going to invite everyone to respond this morning who's saying, Leanne, I've never made a decision to become a son or a daughter of God. Well, this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make a choice to say, Jesus, you have control of my life. Jesus, you sit in the driving seat. And Jesus, I want to come home to where I've always belonged anyway. I want to become a son and a daughter of the King of Kings. So if you're here this morning and you want to step into a new level of freedom, I want to invite you right now where you are. Just stand. Stand on your feet right now. And I encourage you, if you're comfortable with this, place your hands out in front of you. It's a sign, an outward sign that you're going to receive. You're going to receive something from the Spirit of God this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I want to thank you for every son and daughter that is standing this morning. And I want to pray and I want to speak the freedom of God just to fall over every single life this morning where there's yokes of slavery. May they be broken in the name of Jesus where people need that liberation. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you that you would do what only you can do. I speak freedom. I speak a release. Father, for things that need to be cut off from the past, I speak in the name of Jesus that those things would be cut off in the name of Jesus. That your people would be released from the burdens, from the slavery that they have carried. And they would know even this week, the first week of July 2019, that they would know a freedom in Christ that they've never known before. I speak liberty. I ask that you would use these hands that are in front of you now to pray for the sick and they would be healed. You would use these mouths to be able to share the love of Christ and they would see the prisoners around them free indeed. Bless you, people. They are amazing. They are the best thing in Leamington, Spire and beyond. Would you bless them? In Jesus' name. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.